Well, just to represent the fact that most people do enjoy gambling, you know, for fun and recreationally, I talked a little earlier to John O'Sullivan. He's a writes for Culture for the Sunday Times, and I asked him to tell me about the first time he gambled. My father was stationed in the Curragh, and sometime in the 50s, we'll keep it vague, sometime in the 50s, uh, my mother took me across to the Irish Derby, which has been run um, in the Curragh, as it always is, and um, she was from Cashel, so Vincent O'Brien had a horse on the race called Chamier, and um, she put a bet a shilling each way for me. And Chamier didn't actually win; he came second. But there was it, it was a cause celeb at the time. There was a, the English horse that won was disqualified, and Chamier, Chamier was placed first. So I won nine or ten shillings as a result. And um, I can remember um, being a pious little prick at the time. I uh, bought with my nine or ten shillings a statue of the Sacred Heart and a statue of the Blessed Virgin, which were arranged in my mantelpiece for about the next 15 or 20 years, you know. Uh, so that's got, that got me started. Tell me about your gambling life now. How do you manage it? I bet mainly now on horses, occasionally rugby. Um, I backed England for the championship, by the way, so I need to get that in there, you know on a patriotic but gambling like love takes place beyond good and evil so um, mainly horses uh, occasionally rugby occasionally golf they'd be my my three main activities and do you go into a bookie's office or do you do it all online no no it's I find dispiriting so I occasionally go in early in the morning to look at odds or things like that but I would never spend time in a bookie shop ever it's a, a point of honour in fact I bet online um, you can bet. One of the things the the betting companies have done now is they've made it so easy to bet. I mean, I could pick up my phone and have a bet with two clicks on, on say, the Paddy Power website. They have a quick um, kind of little app that you can use. You know? How does it work for you? Do you um, have, you know, an account and a kind of mental box of money yeah, that you yeah, use yeah. for gambling? I think for anybody who uh, wants their gambling to be on a... A re- the reasonable end of the spectrum. You want to avoid the uh, the Dostoevsky end, like where your your properties and your your wife, your horses are all gone, you know. And then there's the other side where you've got the um, person that does the Grand National or something like that. As one bit here, you want to stay on the the Grand National end of that spectrum, really. And to do that, you really have to control the amount you're going to spend, you know. And how do you control? I it? I control it basically. I have uh, like. For the last three or four years, I didn't actually spend a halfpenny in gambling because I accumulated about a pot of about five or six thousand, and I used that to play with. Occasionally, going into Paddy Powers with my cash card and withdrawing five hundred quid. Now, you know the wheel always turns. You know you always go through losing phases. So gradually that depleted. So I did two things. You know, I I basically cut my bets in half. And then I stopped for a period of, I'd say, about two or three months. And then I started off again meekly. And I'm up now, I think, as something about 1,800 in the pot at the moment. But anybody I know who makes money or who doesn't lose a lot of money, and by the way, most people, it's the, the, the latter is true, they don't lose a lot of money, have some control mechanism. I know a very senior uh, officer in the Irish Army who I used to spend time around many years ago and he had a drawer in his bedroom that he'd put a certain amount of money in at the start of the season and if that drawer was emptied he stopped betting 
Now, not everybody has that kind of control, but really, unless you want gambling to consume your life, you really need something like that. Surveys have been done that said people who gamble moderately have an elevated level of happiness. Yeah. yeah. Does it add to the quality of your life? Absolutely. But I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, if I, um, you know, and this is a creepy aspect of it, actually, because first and foremost, everybody who gambles, I know this is a truism, but everybody who gambles up, it talks up their winnings and doesn't mention their losing. So you only hear, if you're living with a gambler, you hear the yells of excitement from the living room or you you see your husband or partner slightly more euphoric than usual, you know, and that's because he's had a big win. If he's had a big loss, then he's going to be grumpy and uh, you often might know the reason why, you know. So you have to be careful about that side. But, I mean, I don't... Um, it doesn't consume me to that degree. It's part, it's like, you know, I drink, I like a glass of wine, but, you know, I don't drink all the time, you know, like anything else like that. It's a a moderation thing. Now, what does it do for you when you're gambling? Like if you're watching a horse race or watching, say, the rugby match, because you'd probably watch some rugby matches anyway because you're interested. What is the qualitative difference in watching a rugby match when you have a bet on and you don't have a bet on? It's intensity. It's absolute intensity. One of the biggest bets I ever had in my life was Clare to beat Tipperary in a, a Munster hurling quarterfinal. And I'm a rabid supporter of Tipperary hurling, but I just thought this particular year Clare had to win that match. So, you know, I was delighted with the substantial win, but at the same time regretted the, uh, you know, the state of tip hurling. You know? I think a psychoanalyst would have great fun w- wondering why you would do something like that. Well, it, it's, it's the old... <laughs> You know, you know that 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 Nietzsche saying that which is done out of love takes place beyond good and evil. You know, the same is true of gambling. Basically, it, it exists in a in a realm of its own. Now, just in your peer group, um, is is gambling common, or would you find it judged or remarked upon at all? I I know nobody in my peer group who gambles at all. The only person I know who gambles, and I won't mention his name. Uh, that I have a superficial acquaintance with even is a professional gambler who lives near me in Dorky. And every now and then we meet up and we have a chat about this and that. But he's abandoned all forms of gambling, this guy, except for betting on uh, threesomes in golf. You know, when the first two rounds in a golf tournament, they they go out in threes and uh, he bets on who will have the best score amongst those three golfers and accumulates a bunch of these bets. Now, and the other thing is, do you think is gambling what they call gendered? Is it a man's thing, by and large? Well, if you look into any bookie shop, you will find 95%, usually 100% men, the occasional woman, but it's mostly, mostly men. 